Golf Podcast, presented by Golficity, where we bring you the tips, instruction, and support you need to get the most out of your golf game. And now your hosts, Frank and Mike. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Golf Podcast. Uh, today, we're going to... We got a good interview for you guys. We're going to bring Gavin Deer on the show. Uh, Gavin is with ShotScope. You guys may have heard him on the show before. We've had him on here and there, and we've also we you've seen him in the if you've watched the Scotland series. We we got a chance to play with him. Gavin is a guy who not only is an incredible golfer, but he's been in the golf industry for a very long time, and he's done some really excellent work uh, bringing companies like ShotScope in a lot of ways to where they are today. He's he's really involved in every aspect of what ShotScope does from the marketing standpoint all the way to a production standpoint. And we thought it'd be good to bring him on and have a conversation from a equipment manufacturer standpoint of what it looks like, the effects of what's going on right now with coronavirus, COVID-19. Um, we want to see how that's affecting them because Mike, you and I, we had a conversation the other day and we were starting to wonder like, what's going to be the real state of the game? You know, a lot of us right. chomping at the bit, right. To get back out there. And, and when we eventually do get back out there, I think you're going to see this resurgence where a lot of golfers are going to go out and start to play and stuff like that. But there's other pieces to consider. You know, you have everything from the, uh, the economy and, and, you know, people's, you know, income levels changing. We've got a lot of people here who are struggling through that. And, um, there's all, there's that side of it. And there's also just the side of, from the, the businesses themselves, you know, you and I saw a lot of brand new small companies, um, at the PGA show. A lot of these That's guys, right. mm -hmm. you know, they've got the, all the stuff that comes with being a, a, an initial launch of a company, cash flow, things like that. And now all of a sudden you get this wrench thrown in the game where everyone's affected from manufacturing to retail to shipping. And what does that look like? You know, is that something that can hurt them or help them? And that's why I'm excited. We're going to bring Gavin on and ask him those questions from, from the inside. What does it look like when you're trying to run a golf company and then all of a sudden golf is shut down for a month or two, you know, right, especially right. this time of this year. I mean, this is the kickoff of the season. Yeah, this is kickoff. This is prime. This is real prime. But I think, I think when it does end, I think the, the physical playing of the sport, forget about the purchasing of equipment. I just feel a personal opinion. The playing of the sport might be a huge resurgence because people are still willing to go out there and play now because it's outdoors and because you don't have yeah. to really touch the cup or you're, you're, you're standing far apart and, and stuff like that. I think it's more the restaurants and the more enclosed spaces that it might struggle on yeah. the way back. But Hey, we'll see. All right. Only time can tell at this point. And there's no doubt about that. I mean, there's such a huge part of the golf industry playing golf that is so directly tied to things like food and beverage. You know, a lot of these mm -hmm. golf courses, that's a big part of their revenue stream is the food and beverage. So what will that look like for them? And I want to get Gavin's take on that too, because seeing as how what, what things look like in the UK, you know, just from chatting. Yeah. yeah go ahead. No, I'm saying just from chatting with him before a little bit, knowing that everything is shut down over there. Um, it's just, I can't even imagine. I mean, you and I were there and we saw how busy was. Can you visualize like the old course without anyone I out there playing? I was just going to say, I wonder if anybody's playing out there. I mean, I couldn't think about it because of how, when you and I were there, they were like to the minute with tea times. Just yeah. go, go, go from five, six AM till 10 PM. It's pretty incredible to think about. It really is. I mean, I can't, I can't remember the last time. I mean, I don't even know if like what, like what major events, like maybe world war two, like the last time that that 
that courses maybe shut down. Probably. It's just, it's just so wild. But before we bring him on, we've got such a, a kind of a funny Twitter tap in today that I want to, I want to run in through those in a second. But first, uh, let's just do a word to thank our sponsors. Um, guys, Titleist, the new Pro V1 and Pro V1X, they've been redesigned for more speed, more precision, and more consistency than ever before. And when you compare the two, the Pro V1 has a slightly softer feel, a little bit of a lower ball flight versus the Pro V1X. The Pro V1X, that's going to flight a little bit higher, a little bit more spin, slightly firmer feel. Again, and a lot of this comes down to, to the golfer. So you both, both uh, balls, no matter whether you go with the V or you go with the X, you're going to get that proven drop and stop green sign control, that durability, the unsurpassed quality. You know, we learned firsthand about that when we went and toured the ball pl- uh, factory, the plant in Massachusetts, you realize what goes into it. So what it really comes down to is creating different tools that are going to work, you know, for different golfers. We're all different as golfers. So what we always say is get out there, try it. If you get the opportunity to do a ball fitting this summer, hopefully we start to see that as, as this COVID thing eases up and people are back out there and uh, you can check out the Titleist website and see where they're going to be having their ball fittings. We got to go through that. I learned so much that day uh, and really came out there confident knowing that the Pro V1 was for me. Mike, similarly, the Pro V1X for you. So it really comes down to finding the ball that best complements your game. And whether it be the Pro V1 or the Pro V1X, you're going to find something that really is something you can rely on. So definitely check them out. They're also both available in yellow if you want to go for the yellow. But prove how good you can be. Tee up the Pro V1 or Pro V1X on your next round. Um, All right, Mike, so the Twitter tap-in. This one really caught some fire. Okay. <laughs> it, it did. And, and I, I always, I mean, I'm glad no one seemed to get too critically injured here. Uh, right, but right. I always find it interesting when you hear some stories about people being hit by golf balls, right? So for this week's Twitter tap, and we said, have you ever been hit by a golf ball? Tell us the story. And the stories really came in. Um, the one I wanted to to highlight here first, and then I'll Mike, I want to find out what if you had a favorite. Um, mm-hmm. let's see here. This this is something else. At promo sip, he says, uh, we asked if you'd been hit. He said twice by the same guy in a three week span. He said he quit the club shortly after, so thankfully I didn't have to buy a helmet. You know, then he said he came very close again last week when a twenty something hooked the ball that hit the top of his cart, narrow narrowly missing his sternum. Ugh. Oh my god, Jeez. dude! What do you say to the guy who's hit you twice in three weeks? I don't know. I mean, that's a tough one. I'm not friends with him anymore. If I was, but. For sure. uh, that's rough, man. Same guy. What are the chances? Same guy. We said quit the club. Ch- I think that guy's got to quit the game. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You hit the same guy twice in three weeks. Oh my god. What other ones did you like here? Uh, let's see. We've got we got a bunch here, man. Um, M three wood at M three wood golf says I actually jumped up and tried to catch one before it went into the water. Hurt way more than I thought it would, <laughs> but I saved my buddy's ball. Now I don't know if it's worth it, but uh, you know. I don't know about that. I mean, that, that's a tough one. Yeah, that'll surprise you. I'm letting and, that one go. And look, there's, I mean, we joke about this again because all these people survived it, but but you can get really hurt. 
I mean, we saw oh, this yeah. um, with, remember with Brooks, I think it was Brooks Kepka on the PGA Tour and that That's woman right. unfortunately lost her eye. But this one made me think of this. Uh, at Connor Fallon Golf said, he said, right in the center of the chest by a six iron from about 30 yards away, he was behind some bushes. He said, went down like a stone, down for about 20 minutes. Felt like I'd been shot or something like that. You don't want to experience that. Oh, no, you definitely don't. I mean, I have an instance where um, Ocean Acres down at the Jersey Shore, uh, 18th hole. I was, uh, of course, me, you know, you always make the joke. I'm always like ahead of everyone else. Right. You know, right. you might not even hit your shot, but I'm in my car and I'm up there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it came back to bite me because I was up by the green and my buddy was hitting his approach shot and he thinned it right off my shin. Ah. Oh. Yeah, so I had a huge black and blue. Nothing was cracked or broken or, or anything, but, you know, it, it was painful. It was painful, man. Oh, I've only ever been hit by a golf ball one time, knock on wood. Luckily, it wasn't that bad, and it was Mike who hit me. It was, yeah. Yes, at YouTube <laughs> right. Golf Day. YouTube Golf Day, right in the leg. Right. And we got it on film. We got it on film. And we did get it on luckily, film. Luckily, it had one hop the ground before it hit me. And that day was just crazy because, you know, we're all kind of all over the course and uh, there was spectators walking around with us. And I was on the opposite side of the fairway. I remember I was making my way down the opposite side of the fairway towards my ball. And uh, you came from the, the right, the left side of the fairway across the fairway, skipped one skip into my calf. Luckily it hit the meat, not the shin because the shin yeah, can yeah. really hurt. Um, listen to this one uh, at Ronin uh, 1809 says, uh, yes, but only by my own shot. Tried to rifle a low five iron under a sapling a few feet in front of me. Caught the tree flush and it ricocheted straight back, hit me square in the sternum, knocking me to the ground. As I got up, I acknowledged the two-shot penalty. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's that is great. funny. And then, look, you know a lot of these is how it happens. You know, we, we see it on Instagram. Everybody, like the trick shot guys who are just snaking it between the the, the you know, you know, hitting in between like threading the needle through the woods and whatever. And we, we think we could be a hero and pull it off. It hits those trees. It comes right back at you. Um, Mike Andrews. This is a good one. Yeah. 18th fairway Riviera during the pro-am amateur goes right off the tee, hits me straight in the man zone. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. oh did, I wish someone caught that on film. I'll tell you what, that's one thing we've learned because we've attended enough pro-ams. Don't trust the ams. Because Never. we, everyone seems to stand, stand in the same places they would when, where the pros would hit. And to me, I always, even when it's a pro, I'm thinking like, oh my God, like, I don't want to stand here. And then they, the amateurs get up and it's just, it's just like shooting yeah. fish in a barrel at that point. Um, <laughs> right. This one's cool. Jim T photo says years ago, played with a friend in Lakeview in Toronto at Lakeview in Toronto, standing about 10 yards directly to his left. He's a righty and facing him. So this is funny. Even when you're not ahead of the guy, you're right next to him. He said he hits his second shot to par five directly at me split set second uh, in a split second. I cover the family jewels ball hits my wrist breaks it. I'm out for months. Oh Ugh. man. Man, some of these, I'm That's, just cringing as I'm saying them because I'm thinking, can you imagine having your your golf season ended right then and there? No, no, <laughs> uh, definitely not, man. And here's another uh, guy who got hit in the shin. He's a teed off from a raised box uh, that had brick wall around it. This is a, at Rat Muscle. Uh, he said, 
Uh, about a half inch of brick was exposed due to erosion directly in front of me. Took driver, full swing, mishit the ball, struck uh, above said wall, rebounded into my shin. The pain <laughs> was out of this world. Jeez. But there were a few people here who did say that they, they finished their round, and a few of them said that was thanks to a little bit of uh, Jack Daniels or otherwise that got them through That makes it. sense. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But there's there's too many in here to read. Um, there's some even some pictures. uh uh, at its melts, melts Johnny V shared one where he went to the the driving range on his lunch, and uh, one of the balls, the guy hit like this, basically this hosel rocket that deflected off that side wood barrier, ricocheted, blasted him right in the dome. He said the blood <sighs> came streaming, so he's got a oh, towel man. on his head and he's got blood running down his face, and I'm just like, uh, just thinking you're safe at the driving range, and no. Yeah, guys. Wow. Be safe out there. Be safe. Jeez. There's too many here to go through. I would encourage you guys to check it out. Go to our Twitter and look at this week's Twitter tap and because uh, there's just there's just too many stories here and they're all just absolutely incredible. Um, but yeah. anyway, had fun reading those. Let's do a, uh, a quick word from our sponsor and then we're going to bring Gavin on the show. We're going to talk a little bit, like I said, about how coronavirus and COVID-19 uh, COVID and this worldwide pandemic is affecting golf uh, equipment manufacturers around the world. For sure. So speaking of Gavin and ShotScope, I want to thank those guys at ShotScope. And, you know, Frank, we just want to thank all our sponsors. I mean, if you guys are fans of the show, do us a favor and show those guys love, you know, because, you know, they're, they're struggling as well. Um, everyone's struggling. So big thanks to those guys. And in case you're new to the podcast, the ShotScope V2, it is the world's smartest golf watch. It's got the laser-like GPS, the stat tracking, all built into one watch. And what I love about it the most is the data, the data you get from your game right there at your fingertips, right? It's this easy um, dashboard that you can navigate. And the watch itself, Super easy to use. You just put it on. You put the nubs on your clubs once, uh, and you get out there, and you, you, you fire it up, and off you go. I mean, if you want to learn a lot about your golf game, and you got a pretty deadly – I mean, we've tested this with a laser rangefinder, pretty deadly GPS device out of it, then go check out the V2. Visit shotscope.com slash golficity. The price is still $119, uh, so definitely go and check those guys out. And uh, lastly, want to thank FootJoy. Guys, take your game to the max this spring with the new Torx golf shoes from FootJoy, fully loaded inside and out. These things are pretty. They're pretty-looking shoes, but more importantly, they deliver max stability, comfort, and uh, you know these launch pods. I love it. It's interesting. they got these launch pods that give you stability uh, to kind of crush the ball past your, your partner. You know, We think shoes. We think uh, apparel. We just think look, but these actually offer performance. And the Torx, they wrap your foot in in these ortholite impression fit beds. They got these foam collars around the heel because we walk a lot. I mean, you and I walk 10 rounds almost in Scotland, nine out of the 10 rounds. Yeah, in just a few and, days. You know, we, yeah. Yeah. And just six days. And we were, you know, you could feel a lot on your feet and these things, you know, they, they're there. They're designed to help you get through. Uh, they ensure that max in shoe comfort and support. So tour proven by guys like Kisner, you know, and all the other guys, you know, Poulter and those guys on tour, the experience max performance for yourself with the all new FootJoy Tour X. You could shop now at footjoy.com. All right, Mike, what do you say we bring uh, Gavin in on the show now? Yeah, let's do it. All right, guys. So we are fortunate enough to have Gavin Deer on the line. Gavin, you guys may have heard him on the show before, seen him in some of our videos. If you watch the Scotland series, he's definitely a familiar face for you. But for any of our new listeners, Gavin, first, welcome to the show. And secondly, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at ShotScope? Sure. Thanks, guys, for having me on. Yeah, so I'm, 
I'm kind of in charge of the commercial side of the business, so sales and marketing predominantly. Um, as you'll hear, Scottish, uh, as you'll know from the Scottish series, so companies based in Scotland, so but we sort of take care of worldwide sales and marketing. So, um, yeah, just fun and games. Fun especially and- <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine, and we saw you just recently at the PGA show, and, so, and I feel like, although that was only about a month ago, so much has changed between now and then. Yeah, so we knew a little bit about the virus at the PGA show. Um, so I, what I'll do is I'll talk a little bit about how we manufacture. So we manufacture in Malaysia mm-hmm. and, um, which is maybe different. A lot of people think it would be China. Um, and we've done that for a couple of years now. And, but some of our components or for instance, our straps are actually made in China. Mm. So when everything was kicking off in China, we had we started to see some impacts on some suppliers going into our manufacturer. Mm. Um, none of us have the experience to know that it was going to be as big as it has become. Of course. Right? Of course. Um, and bizarrely, because of Chinese New Year, you're trying to get everything done before Chinese New Year. So that our manufacturer can hit the goals that we've we've put forward. So, so bizarrely, we were actually in quite a good spot. Mm, staying um, a little bit ahead of it at that point, like you're saying, like ramping up and having enough inventory. Yes, um, we had some interesting problems. We our batteries were delayed. They come out of China. Reason for that is our suppliers pretty much the best supplier in the game. Um. And, and, and they were late. So that impacted us and it made us start thinking. Now we had some batteries from them. So we were, we were working with our manufacturer to, to deal with that. Mm. Um, But then obviously as this has impacted the world, well, now our manufacturer in Malaysia is under a lockdown. So that's impacting it. So, so it's been kind of a a progressive, uh, we've navigated this quite well. More through luck than skill. (laughs) (laughs) We could call it skill. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so it's um, some fun and games, really. A lot of fun and games on the the manufacturing side. And now it's crossing. I mean, manufacturing is the first thing a lot of us think of, but now it's crossing that line to the entire supply chain, including retail, with everybody being closed. So what what does it look like for you right now? Is, Is the company just putting on pause are, are you experiencing similar lockdowns there in the uk as we are here in the states yeah so we we've um we closed our office uh two weeks ago actually and that was a little bit before but we felt as though our team's got young families our team's a young team you know you've you guys have met a lot of the team yep mm-hmm. um they're active they're in gyms they're in bars they're buses and we just thought, you know what, let's just, we've got the capabilities, let's go and work from home. Mm-hmm. So we've been doing that for two weeks. Every golf course in the UK is closed. It's been that way for a week, just over a week. I can't imagine what it must look like to see the old course without without 
people on it. I, I mean, when we were over there, the, there were tea times going off from sun up, which at that time was like 6 a.m. till sundown, which was 10 p.m. What I mean, have you been over? Probably you haven't been over that way because you're you're in Edinburgh, right? So you wouldn't have been over yeah. that way. So in, let me think, in 11 days, I've not been further away than four miles from my house. <laughs> That's how, that, that sounds like a lot of us. That's for yep. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I do walk the dog around a golf course. So I went on and had a little chat with some of the greenkeepers. Um, and they obviously had a problem. Social distancing, essential work only, or work from home. So what they've been doing is they've said, okay, well, if we don't have a skeleton crew, we can't maintain the golf course to any level. We've just hit a sort of warm period. And so now the grass is going to grow. Right. So you need to do basic maintenance. So they're doing basic maintenance um, to maintain golf courses. And I don't know. I mean, I think we'll probably be back playing golf courses in May. May, May you would know, be good. May, yeah. I mean, there's there's advantages to that. I mean, you could go out and play in two balls, which is you're not meant to have groups of more than two here. They did some things where they raised the cups. Right. So you weren't picking the ball out. You didn't have to pull the flag out, anything, stuff like that. So I could see us doing that for a little bit in May. Um, but certainly... <laughs> It's it's weird going around and looking at golf courses. No one's playing. There's no flags on them. What kind of condition will they be in? I know the greenkeepers that are working are working hard. Right. Because, you know, again, they've got to provide value to their members and memberships aren't cheap. So maintain that as a business and keep, and keep that um, activity and club open. Yeah, we see the same struggles here. Uh, a lot, of course, and we we vary a lot state by state, but now we're starting to see it just kind of cross the country where, where courses are closing. But here in New York and New Jersey, especially being kind of New York being the real epicenter for a while here, we were seeing courses, you know, close, you know, almost two weeks ago. And a lot of it too came down to, and we saw similar things where members would say, can I just go out there and walk it? But it became a maintenance thing. And not we, we had a lot of what they call non-essential businesses being closed. Um, and they said, well, if the business is closed, the, the maintenance guys can't come in. If the maintenance guys can't come in, then you, you really can't play the course. Uh, so I even saw a couple of petitions going around trying to get them to be essential so that, you know, people could get outdoors and play and play responsibly, but it's been, it's been a real challenge, but from your end, it must be even interesting, not just on the golf courses, but ShotScope collects so many millions of data points from everyone. Yeah. What's it like yeah. to see that system just kind of go dark i mean you're you're worldwide so so you're probably still seeing some scores come in right so we've gone from about oh let me change that my phone drops um (laughs) the challenges are working from home um we've gone from doing about between two or three thousand rounds a day to like a hundred wow wow (laughs) and now i haven't because we're working from home normally, if we're in the office, say, okay, where are these rounds taking place? Um, I haven't asked the guys to go and pull that information. Um, so I don't know. I mean, Europe's locked down, so it's not in Europe. Right, right. So it must be US. 
some of the states that have got golf courses that are still open, really. Could be states. I mean, we're still seeing some good. I've still seen some guys in the Facebook group posting, you know, I, I was able to get out there for nine and they're, they're posting their shot scope score. So I, I am seeing some activity in the U S yeah. I was going to make a joke and say, maybe it's Antarctica. Obviously there's no courses there, but, <laughs> uh, but I'm seeing, still seeing a little bit of activity. My, my uncle today, he was down in Florida, sent me a photo from his back porch. He lives in a community of, uh, just golfers out there playing, you know, they are walking two people only, but they're still going for it. Yeah. Yeah, I would wonder too. Uh, even Australia. Um, do you guys? You guys are in Australia. Yeah, we are. But Australia have started to lock down some golf courses there okay. as well. Um, but like you said, from the retail side, um, pro shops are shut. Retail shops are shut. Wow. Um, Amazon, Amazon FBA is effectively only taking in essential goods. Right. I heard the same. Um, which which makes me you know, want to ask the question and, and Gavin, you being around, not just beyond, beyond shot scope, you being, uh, around the game and the industry of golf for so long. Do you, do you find this? I mean, of course it's a common thing across all, you know, golf equipment manufacturers of all types, but what, what's your feeling here? Who do you think is going to be hit the hardest and you know, what, what can they do to kind of recover from this? Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I think for golf, it's amplified by the seasonality aspect. Yeah. Guys, guys were, you know, leveraged up for late March, early April guys being excited by the season, getting back, getting out there and playing golf, buying equipment. Yeah. Um, you know, from a shot scope perspective. So, well, we're launching the V3 this year. I initially it was going to be sort of end of March. We ran into a few things. We've changed that into sort of early June. Hmm. So from shot scope perspective, we had pretty much written off March, April, May. We are very lucky. Right. I mean, if, if we hmm. were in the opposite position, we'd be looking to try and launch under these market conditions. <sighs> um, so when you look at it and go, some of the sort of the companies, I think the medium golf companies, the smaller golf companies that have leveraged up with stock and product. Yeah, yeah that, that's be, a really tough place to be. No doubt mm-hmm. about it. I mean, Mike and I were talking about the same thing and, and the big guys, they're going to, they're going to push through it and survive it. Guys like yourself, you know, you know, as you said, a little bit of a fortune with the timing, but also, you know, built it up to a big enough thing to survive something like this. But as we went through the PGA show, there was a lot of guys launching brand new. Obviously they've got uh, cash flow situations, debt, stuff like that. Um, I got to think it's, it's going to hurt some of them, but, but my hope too, though, is that we'll see a big resurgence when, when we do get some good news and we start to pass this and it starts to get to May and June. And if we start to get to where the, the world is healing in a lot of ways. Um, I think it's going to be even more so people chomping at the bit to getting out, people being more grateful at their opportunities to get out. I think we may see just kind of a resurgence of hopefully if the economy is strong enough, people celebrating that with going out and, and buying some new gear and getting back out there for sure. The other one 
we talked about golf courses before. I, I think that you'll see them hurt a little bit. Um, obviously, here in the states, we have the different levels of of private courses, and the the top tier guys are always going to be full up with memberships. Um, yeah. But it's those other ones and the ones who who rely heavily. Mike, you and I talked about this. The guys who rely heavily on um, food and beverage service as as part of supplementing the golf. Those courses, right. mm-hmm. um, those kind of like mid tier private clubs. I wouldn't be surprised if a couple of them have a little bit of trouble coming out on the other end of this. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I totally, totally agree. You're right. I mean, the Baltus Rolls of the world will be fine, but some of those low tier clubs that you and I like to enjoy that are open to the public, the semi privates, the mansion ridges, Frank of the world. And, you know, some of those clubs I, I, I feel for, and, yeah. and we're only hoping for the best. I think our only hope is to say, like what I said, when we do get that good news, when we move through this, that, uh, you know, the golf community comes together and there's a resurgence and everybody gets back out there. Do you feel like it's kind of a similar feel across the pond there in the UK, Gavin? Yeah. I mean, I, from a, a product and manufacturer standpoint, again, from a shot scope perspective, we're very fortunate. We work with big box retailers we sell direct amazons of the world we use work with them and we also work with pros so from a channel perspective i feel as though we've got things covered off and and we know how to sell direct if we had to go that way Mm. And, and and that's a skill that maybe a lot of the golf industry hasn't done as such from a manufacturing standpoint right um and 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 that ability to maneuver things can help you get through this time um, the golf clubs, I mean, you summarized it correctly. Yeah. Wow. It's, you know, you take, especially Scotland, we're huge tourism section. Right. Sector. The travel piece for sure. Oh, so those guys are taking a battering just now. Um, your top courses, they'll have a rainy day fund. They'll have put money away correctly. But then when you go to the club courses, you know, the course that's in a one town has one course or a village has one course. Some tend to do subscriptions at the start of the year, mm-hmm. but some do it on the start of April. And I wouldn't want to be them. That's a tough place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of the discussions online sort of saying, look, support your golf club. Think of it as though there's snow on the ground for six weeks. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, it's a, it's a value proposition game. Yeah. And how many of those courses in Scotland do you feel like are, are largely supported in general by the tourism? I I remember just thinking while we were over there, um, how, you know, you see those huge tourist buses coming through and playing places like Kings Barnes and, and even the old course. And in a lot of ways that the, the money that comes from that tourism really kind of subsidizes the local golfers who often play at a, at a reduced rate or whatever it may be. Um, I mean, I got to think that that's going to put a hurt on them. So there's 560 courses, give or take in Scotland. Mm-hmm. You probably would think there's 30 to 40 Kings Barnes, Nairn, Carnoustie elk golf courses. But then there's probably another, 60 to 100 kind of hidden gems like your London Links, your Lady mm-hmm. Banks, yep. that benefit from someone coming and playing at St. Andrews, Kings Barnes, and then they go and play those two courses as well. So there's a core of golf courses there that are um, probably relatively reliant on 
on those fees. But also, you know, we have things like men's opens where one day competitions and the, the course is full and it brings cash in, like you said, food and beverage. Yeah. Um, so all those events are off as such. And that's, uh, like you said, I mean, Scotland, we can't be picky with the weather. So <laughs> you, you, you have a good April. You know, it's it's now dark here at eight, nine o'clock at night. So the days are getting longer. Mm-hmm. And you, you, guys, you need to capitalize on that and, and make sure that it's, it's a good time. Look, if we have, if we get back playing some type of golf in early May, mid-May, things really open up in June and we get some good weather, that'll yeah. do a, a lot of good for the, the golf sure. game. I, cool. I think you're right. Guys are desperate to get on the golf course. You see the clips mm-hmm. in the backyard with a mattress hitting golf balls into mm-hmm. it. Yep. Chipping nets will be selling by the dozen. Yeah. It, you know, it's so guys are desperate. They've looked forward to it, but it's, um, it's a challenge for the, you know, no one's immune. No one. It's, it, it will right. be worldwide and it's tours and watching the game of golf and it's, it's everything. Yeah. And that's it. All we can really hope for is that that strong bounce back, get through this quickly. I, I, I think it's very promising seeing everyone doing their part and, and being at home and, and really, I think we, it's really starting to settle in globally of how important it is that if we can go through this hardship now it may be hard but it'll get us to the other end of the tunnel quicker um but and you know it's funny sometimes we talk about it's you know golf and missing our golf game and we say you know all right well people have bigger things to worry about you know got people are dying from this disease yeah. and stuff like that but the as the other side of that is saying that it's more than that it's more than just our golf game it's 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 people's livelihood as you said we talked about the golf courses we talked about the the manufacturers but that's why i think it's if anything when we do start to work our way out of this now is the time for us as golfers to come together and support um the golf you know the different areas of the game that that mean so much to us, whether it be our local clubs or the clubs we travel to or the brands that we, that, you know, we like and the ones that we want to help them get through this. And I think it's a time for us to really come together on that. Yeah. And I I mean, I, I'm, I'll be interested to see how the consumer changes after this. Yeah. So for instance, my general thinking on that is there's going to be a move towards online direct sales people have found that you know sounds crazy i know but you know i look at my parents they've got now got an amazon account they didn't have one before they're ordering things online right god that's easy i'm ordering groceries online that's easy but i also think i've seen a trend towards wow there's shops in the next village that i really appreciate i want to make sure that i shop with that business to make sure that business goes on right and i wonder after this in a golf perspective if some golfers change and start to buy direct Mm -hmm. and some golfers say you know what i need some more balls i'm going to pick them up from my local pro shop for sure i'm going to buy them and and does that change that how that consumer works it's and and it's so true. Yeah. I mean, it's so true because we're seeing the same here. We're seeing a lot of the support local and people are trying to, and that I'm sure that will creep into the golf as well, where people are buying from their local pro shops. But 
even now we're seeing in China, you know, some of the news is as they move their way out of this and the government starts to try to get them to go back out and start to, you know, pull back the restrictions, whereas we're putting the restrictions on now because we're later in the game. But as they're pulling them back, they're finding there's a trust level where people aren't quite ready yet. They're not quite ready to go out. So I'm sure even as those retail stores do start to open up, um, there's a good chance people continue to buy direct online, buy their clubs, buy whatever they can. I mean, um, you know, again, here too, Scottscope is fortunate enough that it's it's something that you would buy online. You know, you do your research and you buy it. But certain things like clubs that you have to swing them. You know, uh, you got to get down there and, and get a fitting or whatever. I think that some things are, are going to require that in store. And I wonder right. how long that progression will take. Yeah, I mean, that no one can answer that question, really, of of when that will we get back to normal? Will the world has changed from that? I I agree. I mean, I. I'm really glad we don't sell golf clubs. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Where. For ten years, you, the in the industry has driven people towards club fitting, which I wholeheartedly believe in. Yeah, but you need pe- person-to-person interaction there, right? So, how can we sell you golf clubs unless you go through that method of club fitting? I, I mean, you're right. For short scope, we do a lot of sales directly anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, especially in the UK, we have a huge number of pro shops. So hopefully we can support those guys as they get back up on their feet. And and uh, if that consumer changes across the world, then we need to react to it. For mm-hmm. sure. And then I know, as we said earlier, it's kind of going to be anyone's guess because we just don't know how quickly we'll come out of this. But uh, what would you say is ShotScope's plan um, going forward? Is it going to be... You know, I guess continuing this lockdown for a while and just is your. I would imagine as as China and some of the the like that area you said Malaysia and stuff like that. As that production starts to ramp up, the production is going to start coming back in. But I mean, even you're going to have some travel things to deal with. But what is, I guess, what is your loose? I know subject to change. What is your kind of <laughs> loose um, plans for the next? I guess month, month and a half. So um, next month, month and a half, we're continuing to get ready for launch. Um, we are really dictated by what happens in Malaysia, but we're hearing pretty good things coming out of Malaysia regarding their lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a plan to still make all of our timelines currently. Wow. But again, that's subject to, right, to change. change for sure. sure. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um, but also, I mean, from a launch perspective, we spent a lot of time at the PJ show talking to all the big box retailers and they've really bought into the new product and they were to be part of our launch worldwide as well. I mean, we're talking 35 different retailers worldwide. Mm. The interesting bit will be whether they're all in a position to do that. Right. Because they're all going to be struggling with similar cash flow issues for the, from this waiting period. Yeah. Um, some I mean, for inventorying be, up and things like that, I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, yes. The, from an inventory standpoint, uh, from a cash flow standpoint, from, you know, at the end of the day, they've got things that they're going to have to deal with, you know. 
Right. Which are much bigger than Shotscope. <laughs> um, right. You know, I, I don't know where they were with product. I know in the UK, the big box guys were cancelling down POs, etc. quite early. They could see this kind of coming. Um, I, and we and we had information coming back and forward from retailers about how they knew Chinese supplied products were struggling in mm-hmm. February. So they were already being impacted and putting in various different uh, plans. So, so, so that that for us is working out what that looks like. Um, you know, m- making sure that people have the product in their hands to go and test and 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 review and talk about. I, I will spill the beans. You guys have seen it, so that <laughs> that's that's okay. But it, it, again, it's you know that's a challenge because everybody's working from home and right and and, yep. and it works differently and and all of that so for us it's just navigating these challenges this is again when we look at being a sort of a younger company um probably a bit more agile right you can move things around but it's uh like you said i mean plans have changed in the last 10 days, they change constantly. Yeah. The worst bit is you're not really in control. You're reacting to various government policies, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, the good side of it for us is, not, I mean, not that I want it this way, but people aren't out in April and May buying other products that when they could be, you know, we weren't released. Right, right. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, I'd rather people are playing golf, but yeah. So you just have to roll with it. And at the end of the day, we manage the company very well. Um, And so I feel as though we we can get through this and and sort of go from strength to strength. And hopefully everybody stays safe and golf gets up and running and the tours get up and running. And that's what what it comes down to. Like we said, it really Mm -hmm. just is a waiting game now and just see how how quickly we get that good news that it's okay to start getting back out there. And then how quickly people trust that news that they feel like it's okay. Um, and then they just start getting out there and playing. And I know, you know, golfers are a resilient bunch. There's very few things that keep them away from the golf course. So I think as soon as the opportunity comes, they're going to do it. And, you know, even on our end, uh, you know, speaking to what you said before testing and products and things like that, there's, there's that, new territory for, for, uh, for myself, for Mike, where we want to get out there. We want to, we want to, um, inform people of what's going on. We want to, you know, play with new equipment. We want to play new golf courses and all of that is kind of on hold here as well. So it's a challenge, but like I said, it's, it's a challenge that we're all in it together. Everybody's got to face with that same challenge, but all we can do is kind of hope that it turns around quickly, but it's good at least from, from your end to hear that you guys are, are working your way through it. I really hope the same is, is, uh, going to be of the majority of, of golf, you know, equipment and service companies out there because we really hate to see, you know, anybody, suffer to the point of having to shut their doors through this for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing is you just don't want that to happen. Yeah. You know, competition's yeah. good. Innovation takes place at the end of the day. Golf's golf's a sport, but it's really a game. You know, it's an activity where it helps fitness. You get guys out of all ages. They're playing golf. They enjoy themselves. It's an escape, right? You know, it's a pastime, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. I, I would like to see us get back. I'd like to see the tours do some stuff. 
I'd like to see them schedule the majors in for September, October. Mm-hmm. You know, which might extend that season out a little bit, especially in the eyes of a golfer. Right. Um, and get and get people going, but oof, it's, you know, we. I mean, marketing plans shot shot to pieces. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> we we were we were doing a pro am in September here as part of a sponsorship of a of a tour in in the UK, and and we were going to invite sort of seventy or eighty of our users along and get feedback so we can work over the winter on on different things. They've cancelled the tour for the year. You know, just can't can't run it. And that's a tour that feeds into the Challenge Tour, which feeds into the European Tour. Right. So the impact is colossal. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's just it. We're all moving on to Plan Z at this point. We've been through all the <laughs> everything, all the other steps leading up to that. Um, but yeah, so it was good. It was good to get a chance to get you on here to check in a little bit, uh, to hear a little bit, just about the state of the game over there. Um, I mean, I can't think of any other time in history that all of the golf courses were closed. I don't even think in, in World War II all the golf courses were closed in the UK. But uh, uh, I don't yeah. know. It's it, it, it's it's a wild thing. It's new territory. But as you said, we we learn from it. We work through it all together. And then at the end of the day, the hope is that we all come out of this maybe a little bit stronger. You know, stronger as a golf community, stronger as you know, companies as yourself, you know, kind of like forged in the fire here, learning to adapt. I mean, if you can kind of adapt your way through this, you can probably adapt through anything. And I think all of those little fires that we think of, you know, that we used to think were big problems now are pale in comparison. Mm-hmm. I think it, it helps us all with, the, with dealing with that stress of being like maybe a small manufacturing delay coming out of, you know, your plant in Malaysia or whatever it may be seems futile compared to dealing with it from all ends now you know so yeah exactly no i I completely echo all all of that and you know at the end of the day it's it's great you get you know the main thing is people are still finding ways to enjoy the game have activity i've seen chipping challenges around facebook we did the emojis and that are that shows everything our support team came up with those emojis because there's there's no support questions, no support to be done. <laughs> right. So, yeah. so it's uh, different ways to interact around the game. So that you know, that's the key, and then we'll get back playing some point. We sure will, and 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 hopefully, uh, Gavin, you, me, Mike, will be able to get a chance to play again. Uh, we'll, well, I can't even ask you if you have any plans to travel to the states <laughs> <laughs> because I'm nobody has any travel plans right now. But yeah, well, I I do. So I've got a we've got a family holiday in September to the states. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that will be on, but yeah. no, and then, yeah, I mean, I'd planned to be out in the States, um, five times this year. Luckily haven't booked anything. I don't know this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everyone's learning new know. ways to work from home. It changes as well. <laughs> For sure. For sure. But Hey, yeah, maybe it'll save you some travel in the future, but 
Anyway, we'll we'll leave yeah. it there. I won't keep you up too much of your time. Even though we all have a little bit more free time than we usually do. But uh, <laughs> it, it's great chatting with you. It's great to get your insight, like I said, as somebody who knows the industry and knows the game so well to just kind of see um, how a company of your size is adapting and getting through this. And uh, I'm glad everything's going well. Send our best, obviously, to the entire ShotScope team. Hope everybody over there stays healthy, stays safe, and, and is back out there playing as soon as possible. No, I appreciate that. And uh, I'll let them know via Slack. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. And and like say, everyone pulls together. I mean, we've been getting mass deliveries from suppliers and, you know, it's great to see what's happening. So, um, no, thanks guys for having us on. Great to talk as always and stay safe. You too. All right, Gavin, we'll catch up again soon. All right. Cheers. All right. So great speaking with Gavin and, and Mike, it makes me flash back to something that, um, you had said when we were even doing the ad reads, you know, earlier on and saying it's important to support, you know, the community and support mm-hmm. the the brands that you, you know, you, you feel connected to, whoever that may be, the golf courses right. that mean something to you. Um, I think we just need to be prepared and ready that when, when this thing passes, and it will, we will get through this, um, that it just becomes even more so that we don't take these things for granted. You know, right. um, shot scope, we're very close with them. Uh, we've had that opportunity to meet the team. Every person on that team is just an incredible human being. And you could even see it just talking to Gavin, how much he cares about the game and he cares about, you know, what's going on and, and, and things like that. So I think we learned from that. And, you know, I think it's something that once we're back out there, we're going to, we're going to come together even more so as a golf community. I try to find the silver lining in, in what has been a very difficult situation for so many people. And I think a big part of that silver lining, like I said, is the idea that the community uh, will really come together even more so as golfers. I think, um, whereas before, there's always that joke that goes around when you've got you know, a threesome and you get paired with that single, everybody's like rolling their eyes. I think it'll be the right. other way. It's like, yeah, buddy, come play. Yeah, you know what come I mean? on out, man. Let's because go. it's yep. just like you're just so happy to be around people again, you know? Right. But even right. more so being around like-minded people, golfers, and, and people who want to be out there. So um, I think that's – if that, nothing else, that's a big silver lining. And it was, it was interesting sure. getting Gavin's insight into understanding how – and you really see that it's truly a global – supply chain. You know, here's a company that's based in Scotland, headquartered in Scotland and has, you know, some parts being manufactured in China, some parts in Malaysia, and then they're being shipped. And then that goes out to a really a worldwide network of retailers. So uh, it just shows you how we're all really connected and all kind of rely on each other. And that's why we all have to work together to get through this. Totally. Couldn't agree anymore, man. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks again to our guest, Gavin, uh, from ShotScope for coming on. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy the show. Make sure you post your thoughts in the comments. We always love hearing from you guys. Uh, so post those or you could tweet at us. Uh, but let us know your thoughts. Let us know what you're seeing in your corner of the world and and, and how it's going and uh, how, you know, and again, like I said, how we can bring this community together and, and really get through this when it's time to, to move on. But uh, in the meantime, everybody stay safe. Everybody stay healthy. And we'll see everybody again next week.